Your customer's lawyer wants to negotiate your service agreement. You want to negotiate, but I'm in your head saying, don't negotiate certain terms. You think, what's Brad talking about? What, what terms shouldn't I negotiate? What's he saying? Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another Technology Bradcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Technology Bradcast. Today, we're going to talk about three provisions in your service agreement that you should never, never negotiate with your customer unless you are at rock bottom, the deal won't move forward, and you're desperate to get this deal done. And hopefully, you won't find yourself in that position too often. I'm going to begin by telling you a little secret that most large general practice law firms don't want you to know. Here it is. Work often gets funneled to those who have to show the greatest amount of billing so they can justify their salaries to the other partners. Work doesn't always get assigned to the smartest attorney or the attorney who has the best grasp of the subject matter. Scary but true. Often, lawyers working on a contract know just enough about the subject matter of the work to sound somewhat knowledgeable, but if you scratch beneath the surface, you'll quickly discover that the attorney has no idea what he or she is talking about, especially when it comes to technology service. Now, why am I telling you this? Why am I giving you the dirty little secret of of large general law firms? Because with increasing frequency, we are seeing law firms negotiate and draft technology service agreements without the background and without the foundation to do so. Then what happens is the MSP's customer comes to the MSP and says, listen, our lawyer found this provision in your agreement and he or she doesn't like that. And now you feel the pressure to change your provision, to change your contract based on some lawyer who you've never met who probably doesn't know what he or she is talking about now you're going to change your position your good language based on that person's ignorance well that's going to stop today i'm going to tell you about three provisions that you really need to avoid negotiating unless extreme circumstances require you to do so that means that if a client's attorney says hmm I'm not sure I like this particular provision. You're going to respond, listen, we don't change it, and here's why. And then you're going to tell them why. So are you ready to learn? Let's do it. First provision, the provision related to your exclusive management of the IT environment. You're not going to negotiate that. Let me ask you this. You ever mop the floor only to have someone walk on the wet floor and mess it all up and then you have to go over the spots again? Well, what if the person kept walking on the wet floor over and over and you kept having to re-mop? At some point you'd say, this isn't working, right? Well, the same goes for the managed IT environment. If you maintain the IT environment and at the same time you are allowing others to walk all over it, to mess with it, then you are just mopping that proverbial floor over and over again. You're going to have to go in and diagnose and fix things that your customer keeps breaking, keeps messing up. And since very often you're probably charging a flat fee, right? You're charging a flat fee for your services. 
After a while, you're going to find that you're losing money on this deal. You are going to be spending a disproportionate amount of time on a managed environment that your customer keeps modifying and messing up. Get exclusive control and don't negotiate that point in your service agreement. Now, what if your customer has an internal IT department that you are supplementing? What if your customer says, look, I can't give you exclusive control of the managed environment because then our in-house IT department can't do its job. What then? Well, if that's your situation, then you need to make sure your agreement covers three things. One, you need to make it clear that your role is supplemental to the internal IT department, not exclusive. And two, make it clear that the diagnosis and remediation of problems that happen as a result of modifications to the managed environment that you, your MSP, that you did not make are not covered under that agreement and that they're going to be billed on a time and materials basis. Third, you should clarify the fact that it will be your MSP that makes the determination based on its records and logs as to whether the problem occurred from something you did or something the customer's IT department did. This is a very important point because if something bad goes wrong, the customer's IT department will likely point the finger at you. That department will say, look, we didn't do it, the MSP did it. You need to be prepared to support your determination, your conclusion to avoid arguments in the future. So don't negotiate those provisions that say you're gonna have exclusive control over the managed IT environment. And if you have to share that control, make it very clear, you're not responsible if problems go wrong and those problems had nothing to do with the activities that you performed, which you can show based on your records and your logs. The next provision that I never want you to negotiate in your service agreement is the provision requiring your customers to waive expectations of absolute security. Nothing is 100% secure. We know this. Nothing. No security vendor promises 100% security. So why should you? Your agreement should make it clear, it must make it clear, that you don't offer 100% security and you cannot promise that to your customer. Fairly often, when dealing with attorneys that have no idea about you know, what they're talking about, they don't understand the nature of IT security, they're going to say, hey, MSP, you're the vendor. If you can't promise security, then you need to get insurance for that. But either way, we can't give you a backdoor reason or an excuse to allow a malware attack to happen. To that, you're going to say, listen, jackass. Okay, you could leave the jackass part off. Maybe, maybe. There's no security vendor that promises a 100% secure environment. Not Amazon Web Services, not Microsoft Azure. There is no vendor that guarantees a 100% effective security solution, not one. So if you're asking us to offer you something that doesn't exist, we can't do it. And if you're asking us to cover the cost of insuring against something that's out of our control, we can't do it. That's what you say. Don't get pushed around when it comes to security provisions. The simple fact is that your customer will not be able to find anyone who offers 100% security. And if your customer says to you, you know, we found a MSP that promises 100% security, then you're going to say, look, you're a lawyer. Ask 
our competitor, the, the, the vendor you're speaking with, ask them what service they're reselling. And then take a look at the vendor's contract and look at the disclaimers made in that contract. You'll see they don't offer 100% security. And in fact, their agreements probably disclaim 100% security. You're going to look so smart, the lawyer's going to freak out. If your customer still insists on you making a promise of 100% security, then politely say, you know what, you need to go elsewhere. I can't help you. And that's that. The third provision that I never want you to negotiate is the provision that limits your liability. Limitations of liability are the come hell or high water type provisions that can protect you from company ending liability. They're also crucial to protect you against bottom feeder plaintiff lawyers that love to litigate. For that reason, those lawyers will often say, we can't hire you, we can't retain your services if you're gonna limit your liability. Don't you stand by your service? If you stand by your service, why are you limiting your liability? Let me tell you something. That don't you stand by your service line is pure crap. It is a trap for the unwary. It is an old lawyer's trick. It makes you think that by setting up legal parameters, legal limitations around your service offering, that somehow, some way, your offering is deficient. It's not. Wait, here's a thought, here's a thought. You know who does offer a service with unlimited liability? No one. Not one company. Even insurance companies limit their payouts because, you know, they're not stupid and they're not intimidated by old lawyers' tricks. If you're at a stalemate and you have absolutely no choice but to negotiate this particular provision, then do this. Offer to limit your liability to whatever is paid out under an insurance claim and nothing more. If they want to go after your policy's limits, so be it. But you can't offer uncapped, potentially company-ending liability under the theory that, don't you stand by your service? If you do that, you're acting dumb. Don't act dumb. In fact, I think I'm going to end this week's broadcast on that note. Don't act dumb. Watch out for customers that want to negotiate your agreements to the point where you're making promises you can't keep or you're making promises that will likely make you incur costs that you can't afford. As always, if you have questions or comments, you can reach us at 954-217-6225 or by email at info at bradleygross.com. We'll see you on the next Technology Bradcast.